It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only, call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And this is the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, January 17th. We're live and we're worldwide. Welcome to the program tonight. Hello, Dad. Welcome to the virtual Bible study tonight. Jacob, thank you. Good to be with you tonight. And as we are every night, we're live and, or every Thursday night, we're live and we're worldwide and uh, we're going to have a worldwide program tonight. We're going to actually have a guest introduce our subject tonight, Jacob. But before we do, let's try to get everybody uh, geared up and ready to respond. Give them our contact info. You can call anywhere in the world tonight. Uh, call in 877-381-4567, 877-381-4567. Or you can email questions at collegeview.com. And we're looking forward to your participation in the program tonight, Dad. This is a listener interactive program and uh, we're just a big Bible study group that gathers together on the Internet on Thursday nights. And so we do look forward to our listeners participating. And a third way that they can participate, let them know about that. Jake, we've got a new feature on our website. On the page where you went to uh, click on to the audio stream tonight, there's an orange button there that you can uh, click on. And all you have to do is plug a microphone into your computer. Uh, I'm sure most of you have that capacity. And if you do that and click on that button, it'll take you to a website that will allow you, you can just follow some very simple, easy prompts, and it will allow you to leave a recorded message for us. Now, you can you can leave that recorded message that pertain, may pertain to a topic we're discussing. Maybe you can leave us a message about something you'd like to hear discussed. You can leave us a message to simply say, my name is so-and-so, and I live in such a place, and I like listening to the virtual Bible study. We like those kind of testimonials, and if you'll record one for us, we'll we'll use you in our some of our uh, advertising spots during the program. But we'd just like to hear from you, and we'd like you to use that new feature. Uh, you Click on that orange button on our website page and uh, leave us an audio message. And you, uh, you had something in your update today that I was interesting in. You mentioned that instead of typing your response to these questions that you send out uh, before the program on Thursdays, you could actually just go and record your question, your answers to those questions. That's right. When we send out the update questions each week, we usually ask for an email response. But now, instead of sitting down and typing out an answer on email, click on that button and just give us your verbal response. And then we'll have that in, in a recorded form that we can play during the program. That'd be neat. We'd like to do it that well, way, too. Well, somebody may say, well, I'd love to listen on Thursday night so I could call in and, and talk about this. Well, you can now. Maybe you can't be live with us on Thursday nights, but you get those update questions. Just take a minute and record your answers to those questions, your comments about the subject, and we can play your comments during the program. That's exactly right. We'd love for you to do that. So by all means, uh, check out that new feature on the website. All right. Well, we have a question tonight from Jake in Finland. Jake's been listening to the virtual Bible study for several months now, Dad, maybe longer than that. And uh, Jake had a question that he wanted uh, discussed on the virtual Bible study. We sort of put him up to uh, giving us that in a recorded form so we could play his voice so other people could hear uh, Jake from across the pond. One of our international listeners. That's right, and we have several. 
But uh, Jake uh, sent us this question. It is an interesting question. We want to use it as the uh, springboard for our discussion tonight. So let's listen to Jake as he introduces his question tonight. Hi. Let me first introduce myself. My name is Jake, and uh, I'm 16. I'm from Finland. Uh, a year ago, my family and I moved uh, from USA, from the USA to Finland, and uh, in the USA we had lived for five years. Uh, I'm a Christian. I'm blessed to have been born into a Christian family. My mother is from Ukraine, while my father is from Finland, and I'm a citizen of Finland, though I like living in America more. Okay. About two months ago, I read an article online saying that researchers have determined that society is better off without God on its side. You can read the specific article at the following website, http colon slash slash tinyurl.com slash b-u-s-h-v. This made me think, and I decided to take a closer look at why these researchers would think like this. In my own research I found Proverbs 29-25 as one reason why a Christians were the threat to society in the Soviet Union and Nazi Germany as well and why b society actually is better off with God on its side. Now I think that this subject is worth studying because it's becoming more and more popular to be an atheist these days especially here in Europe and specifically, this research is very one-sided, making no difference between those who claim to have God on their side and those who truly serve Him. However, we must acknowledge one thing. A society that claims to have God on its side doesn't always do so. This we can cl- clearly see even in the Bible and the Old Testament, uh, specifically during the times leading to the Babylonian captivity as well as during the Middle Ages. Also an interesting subtopic would be a Christian's actions in an environment like in the Milgram experiment. If you don't know what it is, it, uh, there's a good video that sums it up very well at the following address. HTTP colon slash slash tiny URL dot y uh, slash y q l l k d. And also another great example that people are better off with God is Corey Ten Boom's uh, life story, recorded in uh, her book *The Hiding Place*. Uh, so my question is: uh, Number one, why, why might a society with God on its side be better off? Uh, what is the duty of Christians in society? Is it to lead or to serve? And uh, three. Uh, what can we learn from Jesus and the apostles, or, for example, King David? Uh, thank you. Bye. Hi. Let me first oh, we can hear that again. Well, we'll stop it right there. <laughs> okay. And so there we have Jake's uh, question tonight, and we do appreciate uh, that question. So, what about it? What do you think? Uh, let us know your thoughts at eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeu dot com. But the question is uh, very clearly there. Uh, this notion that is becoming popular that the world's problems are actually, people say that uh, religion will make the world a better place, but people are actually saying now that the problems in the world are because of religion. If we could get religion out of the world, then the world would be better off. Yeah, I think the the article that Jake was uh, referencing, uh, he gave a URL there, and, and I picked this off. 
Uh, the title of the article is Society's Worse Off When They Have God on Their Side. You can do a search on that, and you can find these yeah, articles yeah. very clearly. This, uh, the, I got it off the Times Online, Times of London Online, and uh, it, it, it says, this is by Ruth Gledhill, religion correspondent. It says, religious beliefs can cause damage to a society contributing towards higher murder rates, abortion, sexual promiscuity, and suicide, according to recent research according to the study belief in belief in and worship of god are not only unnecessary for healthy society but may actually contribute to social problems so that's the that's the the gist of this and this is the basis of jake's question there's an increasing criticism of religion in general saying it's really the source of all our trouble all the problems in the world can be connected to religion and if we could get rid of religion, we'd have a wonderful world to live in. That's the argument being well, made. Well, you could look at the Middle East, and the, the wars in the Middle East are religion-based. But this research doesn't look at the Middle East. It looks at the United States. It looks at England and Europe, uh, and it makes some correlation between the two. Yeah, it goes on to say, in general, higher rates of belief in and worship of a creator correlate with higher rates of homicide, juvenile and early adult mortality, sexually transmitted disease infection rates, teen pregnancy, and abortion in the prosperous democracies. The United States is almost always the most dysfunctional of the developing democracies, sometimes spectacularly so. He, uh, the, the researcher compared uh, indicators such as murder rate, abortion, suicide, and teenage pregnancy it says the study concluded that the U.S. was the world's only prosperous democracy where murder rates were still high and that the least devout nations were the least dysfunctional. Uh, Mr. Paul, the author, said that rates of gonorrhea in adolescence in the U.S. were up to 300 times higher than in less devout democratic countries. The U.S. also suffered from uniquely high adolescent and adult syphilis infection rates and adolescent abortion rates, the study suggested. Uh, he said that England, despite the social ills it has, is actually performing a good deal better than the USA in most indicators, even though it is now a much less religious nation than America. He said the disparity was even greater when the U.S. was compared to other countries, including France, Japan, Scandinavia. These nations had been the most successful in reducing murder rates, early mortality, sexually transmitted diseases and abortion, he added. And so this fellow has looked at a few social indicators. He says they're worse in the U.S. than the U.S. and the U.S. being a more religiously inclined nation. He's he's drawing. I, I think his his logic is is uh, convoluted. He's drawing a conclusion that since America is statistically a more religious nation than than England or other European countries, and yet we have high murder rates, high teenage pregnancy rates, and so forth. That proves that religion is not working and that we'd be better off if we got rid of our religion. You know, if your fifth grader used that kind of logic on a science fair uh, experiment, uh, the teacher would give him bad marks. Yeah, it, it, this, is, this is called research, but it actually smacks of a social agenda. It's crazy. This guy's, try, this guy's trying to promote a, a particular social viewpoint, and he's, he, he's, he's picking out bits of statistical information and and constructing it and reporting it in such a way to supposedly lend credibility to his conclusions and and it doesn't do so i, I read recently where uh, someone said this kind of argumentation 
it, well, it's, it's typically called straw man argumentation. In other words, you build a straw man, then you tear the straw man down, and you claim that you've proved your point. And he said it, it's 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 sort of like this. Let's say that that you know of a fella who got attacked by a pit bull, a vicious pit bull. And so based upon the fact that one man was attacked by a vicious pit bull, and you can prove it, then you argue that, therefore, all dogs are bad, all pets are dangerous. We ought to get rid of all pets because I knew of a man who once uh, was attacked by a pit bull. Uh, that's crazy kind of, of logic. You don't. It doesn't prove the point. Um, you, you just can't reason that way and, and come to legitimate conclusions. All he has done is said, "Well, America claims to be religious," and then he's gone and found other things. We could we could look at maybe Americans eat more hamburgers than those. In and that's because they're more religious. They're more religious. They drive or, bigger automobiles. It's yeah. because they're religious. We drive we we drive more American-made automobiles than they do in Europe. Therefore, that must be because we're a more religious people than Europe is, and and there, and somehow there's supposed to be a correlation between those things. There, of course, there isn't any. We can look at life expectancy of uh, of America versus some other country. Maybe America has le- a reduced life expectancy. It's because they're religious, or maybe it's longer. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, the, the, it's the equivalent of saying things like this: uh, food. A lot of foods are poisonous and they kill people. Thus, we ought to avoid all food. Or electricity. A lot of people have been harmed, injured, killed by electricity. We ought to do it away with electricity. Uh, swimming. A lot of people have been drowned. Therefore, we ought to avoid any circumstance where we would be in water and have to swim. I've heard it similar to this. Uh, we have found a study that says that 100% of the people who drink water have died. Yeah. So drinking water is therefore bad for your health. It would be the same kind of logic. Same kind of ill logic. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, um, as, as we said earlier, um, the, these people are trying to promote an agenda and to prove the idea that God and religion are detrimental to society. And, and their argument basically is since we can list some examples of religion and religious nations where there are issues, uh, unresolved issues or morality issues or social issues, and therefore we can conclude that all religions, uh, all, all reference to God is harmful or detrimental to society. One of the fellows who's done this is a pretty well-known author, Jacob. I think a lot of people probably heard of Christopher Hitchens. He's a, he's a well-published author. Uh the London Observer said he's one of the most prolific as well as brilliant journalists of our times. And the Los Angeles Times said he is a political and literary journalist extraordinaire. And he wrote a book called God is Not Great, How Religion Poisons Everything. Kind of interesting if you look at that book cover, uh, as you would typically do in a title, you capitalize the words of a title, but in Christopher Hitchens' book, God is notable with a small G. God. I'd agree with what I'd agree with that topic. Yeah, <laughs> a little G. God is not great. Yeah, but he's but but his subtitle basically is broad enough to catch all religions, including not only true New Testament Christianity, but also Islam, uh, Catholicism, Hinduism, Buddhism. He's just basically saying religion of any kind is is what poisons the world. And let me read a couple of quotes to you. He says, quote, religion has caused innumerable people not just to conduct themselves no better than others, but to award themselves permission to behave in ways that would make a brothel keeper or an ethnic cleanser raise an eyebrow. 
He says, uh, there are horror stories of several moral atrocities perpetrated in the name of religion. So uh, he goes on and says, if one comprehends the fallacies of any revealed religion, one comprehends them all. In other words, if you can prove one religion is bad, they're all bad. That's the approach that he is using there. And again, that, that that's that's like saying uh, some foods can poison people, therefore we ought to avoid all food. Or electricity has sometimes killed people, we ought to avoid using electricity. Well, Mr. Higgins and others who are, are making these arguments, they have a point. People have done some outrageous things in what they would call the service of God. Does that mean that religion is bad? What do you think? Surely you have some thoughts about this topic tonight. Let us know your thoughts on email, questions at collegeview.com, over the phone, 877-381-4567, or check out our website, the leave an audio comment section of our website, and you can join in on the program there. We'll take a break, and when we get back, we look forward to you joining us on the program. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. You won't want to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages. I'm Greg Gwynn, a host of the Virtual Bible Study. Thanks for joining us for tonight's program. The Virtual Bible Study is presented weekly by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Each week on the Virtual Bible Study, we simply engage in the study of God's Word in an effort to better understand it, better understand how God views us, and better understand what He wants from us in our lives. We're not studying any creeds. We're not studying any books written by men. We're just studying the Bible. And we're trying to study the Bible alone without any of our opinions or wisdom mixed in. We're only interested in what our Creator has revealed to us in his word. We realize that we're fallible and cannot direct our own steps. As a result, what we think or feel doesn't really matter. All that matters is what God has said. So that's what the virtual Bible study is all about. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Thanks again for joining us tonight, and we hope you'll make plans to join us every Thursday night for the virtual Bible study. I am Nestor Sanchez from Arica, Chile, in South America, and I love to listen to the virtual Bible study. And this moment, I invite you to participate in this program, too. Gracias. Broadcasting around the world with truths that are out of this world. The Virtual Bible Study. Take it away, guys. And we're back on the Virtual Bible Study tonight. Thank you for joining us. We are worldwide. We're answering a question dealing with a topic that was brought to our attention by Jake in Finland. And we're talking about the idea that society is worse off when it claims to be religious and claims to be following God. The number to call is 877-381-4567, and that is the number that Marcus in Louisville has called. Marcus, welcome to the Virtual Bible Study. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Thank you for calling tonight. Yeah, uh, this is a great subject. Uh, I heard this a lot at work, how religion is so evil, and it's the worstest thing, and it causes so many people to do evil to others. What uh, Hitchens and Dawkins and Harris, who are three of the most popular radical atheists, have done is establish a new religion, and they have used science and Darwin's evolution as doctrine. And the whole agenda is to promote this hatred for any religion. And they define everything by the minority and nothing by the majority. Uh, it's, 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 it's sad because what they have charged religion of doing, they have done themselves. That's pretty. Don't you think, Marcus? It's pretty clear that they're they're pursuing an agenda here. This is not legitimate reporting. This is not anything close to legitimate research. They've got an agenda, and they're and they're promoting it. And the, and the news media is is accommodating them. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if if they could somehow 
prove that the secular man has to be more peaceful than than a religion man. Then they have a point. But there's no way they could ever prove that the secular man has been more peaceful to his fellow man than a religion man. I mean, in a 20th century alone, uh, secular governments put to death over 173 million people. I mean, we talk about governments like Stalin and uh, Lenin and Hitler and, 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 and so forth. So uh, the secular man has been worse uh, towards his fellow man than the religion man. And they could bring up the crusaders and the inquisition. But what they failed to understand that most of those events was towards people who were uh, members, uh, disciples of, the, of those movements. It was never to, to uh, persecute those who necessarily was not. Well, I, I think uh, that's... Members of that particular, with those particular sects. I think that you know you you mentioned the Crusades, Marcus. I think that's the one that most comes up in most people's minds. You know, way back hundreds of years ago, the Crusades, where the, where the uh, Holy Roman Empire sent out soldiers to uh, um, invade lands and force converts to Christianity. It, it's, it's a pr- I, I did some reading about that recently. That's a pretty misrepresented. Uh, uh, Actually, analysis of what happened. Now, I'm not defending what happened in the Crusades, but uh, there weren't that many people involved either. I mean, it was on the order of a few thousand people who were in, who who may have lost their lives during the Crusades, versus, as you said, millions of people who've lost their hands, lost their lives at the hands of of atheistic governments in the yeah. history of the world. And so, uh, again, they're going to use the Crusades and try to prove their point, but. They, they they really fall far short in being able to establish what they want to prove. Yeah, and like I said, the mission of the Crusaders was it was to to defend the Holy Land for Muslims. It was not necessary to uh, force the whole world to become That's right. Christians. That's right. That, they, the Holy Land for Muslims. They try to they try to say that the Crusaders were out there forcing people to to uh, ascribe to Christianity when, as as you said. Uh, what was done was actually an effort to try and to defend Jerusalem and the regions round about it from Muslim invaders. But that's been lost in the history of the thing, and 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 so uh, the Crusades are going to stand in these people's minds as proof of their position. And it and again, it just doesn't prove that. And position. Marcus, all they got to do is come out with one of these wild studies, and they immediately have the national press, and it's all over the place. And uh, they can say anything they want, and if it's against religion, it's going to get uh, a lot of backing in the press today. Yeah, and, and the Crusader movement lasts for about like three centuries. And in, in one century alone, in the 20th century, like you said, you have more. Uh, Stalin pro- probably put to death more people than the Crusaders did in three centuries. Oh, yeah, by far. Way, way, yeah, it's not even it close. Saying. It's not yeah. even close, yeah. Yeah, he was a radical atheist. He probably put to death more people in one century than a crusade thing in three centuries. All right, Marcus, let me ask you the question, though. Uh, we're saying that uh, the theory that the society is better off without God is false. What would be an argument that you would use to show that society would be better off with God, exactly the opposite of what people today are saying? Well, the, the morals. What would you, what is, it, there has to be a foundation for morality. And my foundation is that if it's if man's a foundation when it comes to morality, then first of all, man cannot be a foundation because man's morality is different. It all depends upon the man. It depends upon culture and and societies. But 
it, when it comes to morality, you have to have a solid foundation. Uh, there has to be absolute truth and there has to be absolute wrong. And with man, uh, one thing may be evil for me may not necessarily be evil for you. So therefore, man, uh, morals are going to change by the generation. It's going to change by uh, how uh, uh, the, the culture determine what is wrong or what is right. But God's morals does not change. His, his foundation is solid. His foundation uh, is, is, is for all men. So we got to get back. To, basically, we got to get back to the truth, to the real truth of God's word, and live by it, and that would make things right in the world. Yeah. All right, Marcus, we appreciate your comments tonight, buddy. Thanks for calling from Louisville. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, we appreciate Marcus for calling tonight, and we would like to take a call from you, 877-381-4567-questions at collegeu.com is the email address to use if you don't want to use your phone tonight. But perhaps one thing that Marcus said uh, sparked a thought in your mind. Let us know what you think about our topic tonight. And we could take any Bible question or comment that you would have on the program tonight. But uh, we're talking about the idea that society is worse off if it claims to be religious. What do you think about that? I got a, just got an email from Chris in Lexington, Tennessee. Chris, we're glad you're listening to the Virtual Bible Study tonight. And he, his comments go right in hand with what Marcus was just saying. I want to read this to you. Chris says, I have a quote from an article by Alan Seymour about evolution, but it makes a great point. Here's the quote. Let's suppose someone murdered every man, woman, and child in the states of Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. Imagine that vast stretch of land lying empty of all living human beings. As if in a Stephen King novel, you could drive from New Jersey to Maine, from New York to to the western border of Ohio, and not once ever see a living human being, only gigantic stacks of millions of rotting corpses. Well, that's how many people the communist thug government of China has murdered since 1949. It has murdered the equivalent of the combined populations of those states, around 60 million people. Now, he said, uh, it goes on. What does this have to do with America? Would it surprise you to know that China bases their government on the principles of evolution, that there is no God and everything is based on man's law, leaving no higher authority to answer to? More people have been killed or murdered in wars by genocide in the 20th century than in all the other centuries combined. Hitler killed 12 million people, 6 million Jews and 6 million non-Jews, and, ex- and excused all of it because of his belief in Darwin's theory. He said in Mein Kampf, quote, if nature does not wish that the weaker individual should mate with the stronger, she wishes even less that a superior race should intermingle with an inferior one, because in such cases all her efforts throughout the hundreds of thousands of years to establish an evolutionary higher stage of being may thus be rendered futile. Mussolini would justify war by stating that it was helping speed up the evolutionary process. Kind of strange that we would adopt a theory that has been used to justify the means of killing so many people, not to mention unborn children needlessly. What have we come to? God have mercy on us. I think that quote is an interesting one. You know, the argument being posed is the United States is a real bad place, and these godless countries uh, in, in England and Europe are doing much better. Well, let's look at some of the godless countries around the world. Look at Russia. I think Stalin is estimated to have killed 20 million of his own people. Hitler, 10 million, 60 million killed by the communist government of the Chinese. This is better? 
We're supposed to believe that's better? Now, if we had some honest reporting, and if the statistics that are being published were legitimate, we'd be reading this kind of stuff instead of this crazy stuff that, that we quoted earlier, Jacob. It is. There's a clear agenda against things that are religious in our society. But we still haven't answered the question because when I look at the news events today, I see people getting their heads chopped off. I see all kinds of war and unrest that is, without a doubt, and is admittedly religion-based. So what about that? Would we be better off without religion in our society? Would all of this stuff go away if we didn't have God in our society, in the world today? What do you think about that? Let us know your thoughts. Well, uh, one thing that we got to point out, Jacob, is we're not defending religion in general. I'm not here tonight to defend the Muslims or the Hindus, or the Buddhists, or for that matter, the Roman Catholics. We're here, we're here to defend true New Testament Christianity, and, and New Testament Christianity does not stand or fall based upon the validity of those other, argue, uh, other religions. Nor does it stand or fall by the pra- based on the practices of anyone who claims to be following Christianity. And we can talk about more about that on the other side of the break, but our phone line is open now, and we want you to jump on the line Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven or email questions at collegeview dot com. Is our society worse off because people claim to be following God? Let us know your thoughts during the break. We'll be right back after this. Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. Hello. Hey Matt. No, I don't have any plans for Friday night. What are you doing? Oh, I won't be able to go with you to watch that movie. Because, Matt, the movie is rated R. Hey, why don't you just come over and hang out at my house Friday night? Great, I'll see you there. Being pleasing to God means that you may have to be different than the crowd. But don't be afraid to stand up for what's right. It just might find that it's easier than what you expect. A message brought to you by College of Church of Christ. I'm Arthur Haynes from Kaleoka, Tennessee, and one of my greatest highlights of the week is to listen to the virtual Bible study. Missed a recent virtual Bible study program? Listen to any of our past programs from the archive section of our website. Now, back to the virtual Bible study. And welcome back to the program tonight. Let us know your thoughts on the phone or over email tonight. Please join in on the discussion. Be a part of the virtual Bible study tonight. As we talk about Jake in Finland's question, uh, his topic for the virtual Bible study tonight is, what about the claim that societies are worse off when they have God in them? Let us know your thoughts as we talk about this tonight. Again, as we said before the program, Dad, that uh, we're not trying to defend other uh, religions. We're trying to uh, affirm and, uh, and stand behind the religion that we believe is the only true religion from God, and that is New Testament Christianity that's what we're defending tonight. And we're also going to claim, Dad, that you cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater. You can't look at someone who is claiming to be a Christian and is not following true New Testament Christianity. We can't look at that person and say they're not good, they're doing bad things, they're being a detriment to society, and therefore Christianity as a whole is a detriment to society. That is an invalid conclusion. Yeah, there's exceptions to every rule, but in general, the person who truly believes in God, who has a, a sense of moral, has a good sense of the moral principles that are set forth in the Bible, is going to be a better person. Uh, you, you don't. He's not 
you don't have to fear him and his influence in the neighborhood. Uh, in fact, you can figure that he's going to be something that's going to make the community a better place. Um, in an article entitled Godliness and Goodliness, uh, an author named David Myers uh, quoted this. He said, U.S. National, in a U.N., I'm going to get this right in a minute. In a U.S. national survey, frequent worship attendance predicted lower scores on a dishonesty scale that assessed, for example, self-serving lies, tax cheating, failing to report damaging a parked car, etc. Moreover, in cities where church going is high, crime rates are low. Um, a, a report by the University of Pennsylvania criminologist Byron Johnson combined the results of some 40 studies and probed the relationship between religion and juvenile crime and revealed that most delinquent crimes are committed by youngsters who have low levels of religious commitment. Children who attend church become delinquent with far less frequency than those who do not. You know, in in relationship to that, Jacob, the, the research that we were talking about earlier said America has higher rates of crime. Well, what you'd have to do is prove that it's the religious people in America who are committing yeah, those right. those, and, and the statistics are that that's not the case. Right. The ones in America who do commit murders and and uh, uh, so forth are are not religious. So uh, you can't say it's the religion in America that's causing it because it's not the religious people in America who are contributing to the crime statistics. Well, that's exactly right. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeu dot com. Catch this statistic, Jacob. Studies have demonstrated that the most benevolent people in our society are the ones who are involved in religious activity. Americans who never attend church give about 1.1% of their income to charity. Those who are weekly churchgoers, and that, by the way, only constitutes 24% of the population, give two two and one-half times as much as the non-religious and account for almost half of all charitable contributions given. So the non-religious in, in the American society give only uh, um, 1.1% of their income, and, and the religious in the community give almost half of all charitable contributions that are made come from religiously inclined people. That would indicate that religion is doing something good, making them more generous, making them more caring, uh, making them more servant-inclined uh, to help others. And that would be a reflection of the religion because Christ tells us that we need to be serving others and we need to be giving. And so we see that portrayed in the lives of those who claim to be following Christ. And so we see a direct correlation there. The, the Christian News Service, uh, in a survey of teens, said that 80% of teens that were surveyed did, in fact, discipline their sexual activity on the basis of their faith values. In other words, even among teenagers, they're behaving themselves in a, in a more moral fashion because of the influence of religion. And so um, uh, there's going to be exceptions, but the general rule is those who have a, a true concept of God and the moral values taught in the Bible are living more respectable lives and treating their fellow man more respectably than those who do not. Let's remind our listeners of the questions that you sent out earlier today and the questions that you can still comment on on the virtual Bible study tonight. What is evidence that you can supply that proves that some forms of religion do, in fact, create or have created problems in the world? That's question number one. Question number two is what evidence can you supply that proves that pure religion does not create problems in the world? Those are the way two questions we ask for your participation on tonight or any comment about 
the subject that we're discussing. Let us know what you think about religion. Does it affect the world in a good way or in a bad way? Jay, we're getting an email in from Stan in Montgomery, Alabama, and he says to that question you just asked, what's the evidence that some forms of religion do create and have created problems in the world? He says, look at what the Islam religion did to those believers that crashed those planes into the Pentagon and World Trade Center. Think about all the money that has been spent to combat terrorism after 9-11. All religions that are not pure religion from God cause problems. They give people false hope. They lead them to believe that they are saved. Now, I think Stan's got a good point here. Here's, here's some people who did some dastardly things in the name of religion. It's not the it's not the true religion of, of our Lord. It's it's the, the false religion of Islam, and that and that obviously has caused trouble. All that uh, think of all the terror. Most of the terrorism we see in the world today is being uh, promulgated by militant is, Islamists, and so that's that's a, a, a good evidence of the fact that there yeah there is religion that causes trouble. We're not denying that. We're we're but we're saying and we're not here to defend that. We're here to say that. If people would follow the true religion of our Lord Jesus Christ, they would never be doing things like those terrorists did on 9-11 and, and have been doing ever since then. All right. Thank you, Stan, for your participation on the program tonight. He goes on. Let me give you real quick his, his second answer, Jacob. That Pure religion does not create problems in the, in the world. Evidence of that, pure religion gives you peace, which passes understanding by giving you assurance that you're in a safe relationship with God. That's Stan's answer. If uh, these people who made this study wanted to have good research and accurate research, they should examine the teachings of the New Testament and examine those teachings and ask what do those teachings cause in the society if they're followed. And they would not be able to find any teaching in the New Testament that would make the society worse off. Instead, if they would look at the teachings of the New Testament, they would find that society would be greatly benefited if they would follow teachings. And you could contrast that with the teachings of Islam. The Quran says, go out and find the unbelievers wherever you can and kill them. These people are following those teachings right. accurately and look at the result of it. But the New Testament does not teach anything like that. And so, again, you, I think you make a good point there, Jacob. You've got to look to the basis of these religions. Now, there are going to be exceptions, and they're going to be, and they're going to be perversions. There are perversions of Christian religion. There are perversions of Islam, I'm sure. But, but if somebody is truly following the the standard of of Christian service that's taught in the New Testament, they're not going to be doing those kind of things. All right. What do you think? We're looking for your call or your email on the program tonight. Jay, we got an email from uh, Don in Antioch, Tennessee, answering those two questions. He says any religion can and has caused problems in the world if. In the hands of evil people, examples are Islam, the current uh, current events, paganism, Hitler, and Christianity, namely Roman Catholicism. He said, obviously, there are examples, the current and past, where religion has caused trouble. But he goes on to say, Christianity, in the pure sense, does not create problems in the world. The problems are created by evil unbelievers in the world who can't handle the truth and don't want their evil ways pointed out to them. The best example is Jesus. He didn't create problems. The problems were created by the evil people who ended up killing him. That's a pretty good example. Here's Jesus. He was perfect. And and yet people, religious people of his day, the, the Jews who opposed him are the ones who put him to death. So we would say that, uh, I guess using Don's uh, email there, we would say that false religion in the world, people who are not serving God as they should, makes the society worse off. That would be an accurate uh, assumption. I believe that's right. Thank you for your participation tonight, Don. 
got a couple. We've got several more emails here, Jacob, and more coming in. Um, we appreciate everybody who's participating w- with us in the virtual Bible study tonight. Keep it up. Uh, Jerry uh, has emailed in, and he says uh, uh, religions, uh, examples of religions that do trouble the world. He says all of them that do not teach and practice the truth cause problems wherever they may be. I suppose the Muslim religion is causing the most problems from the physical standpoint, but but I don't know if if it ca- is causing most of the problems from the spiritual standpoint. However, this is not a new problem. Elijah was accused of being a troublemaker about 2,900 years ago. In 1 Kings 18, verses 17 and 18, Ahab asked Elijah, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? I think that's, I really like Jerry bringing up the example of what Ahab said to Elijah. It's, it's rather equivalent to what some of these people with an agenda in the media are trying to say about religion. They've got, they're saying, oh, religion is the troubler. When the fact of the matter is that non-religious people, people who are not truly religious, not truly following the word of God, they are the troublers. And so the people like Christopher Hitchens who are pointing at religion and, and saying there's the source of the trouble, they're, they're in the role of Ahab as Ahab pointed to Elijah and called him a troubler when, in fact, Elijah had not troubled uh, the nation at all. It had been Ahab himself. So these people who are not following God, this uh, argument they're making that God is a troubling the world is not a new argument. It's the argument that people have been making throughout time. That's exactly right, I believe. Thank you, Jerry, for that uh, comment tonight. Um, I got one from Jason, uh, who listens frequently in Pennsylvania. And Jason says, I believe that the religions that have caused the most problems in this world are the religions of humanism, naturalism, and atheism. Uh, you know, we we pointed out earlier, look at these atheistic governments in Russia and in China and in Nazi Germany. And I, I mean, if you were if you want to put numbers up and if uh, the numbers of people that those folks have killed far surpass anything that's been killed by people in the name of religion, atheism, professed atheism has killed millions upon millions of people. And that far surpasses any numbers that have been killed by people in the name of any religion in the world, false or true religion. So I think that's a good point. He goes on to say, these face of men have caused more problems in this world than any organized religion that men such as Christopher Hitchens, whose religion is atheism, speaks of as a detriment to society. I think Jason's right on. Thank you, Jason. All right. We have an email from Jim in Somerset, Kentucky tonight. He is glad we're talking about this topic. He believes it's very important. He says militant atheism, or more appropriately, anti-theism, is catching on a little in our society because of several books written in the past couple of years by men like Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins, and Christopher Hitchens. Some people are beginning to actually believe that there is a logical and rational case for atheism. I guess that just proves that if you say something loud enough, people will eventually start believing you. But in answer to your first question, there is there can be no doubt that the cloak of religion has caused some horrible things in the world's history. Many won't, or many are want to bring up the Crusades, where so-called Christians were responsible for numerous deaths, and what amounted to basically religious and ethnic persecution. We hear a lot about this in the media today because it downplays the religious horror being perpetrated by Muslims right now in 2008. The truth is that many of the most horrible things that have happened in the world were perpetrated by people claiming to be serving God. Ironically, the only group that would rival this are atheists, particularly socialists, who have been responsible for unimaginable atrocities to this day, including forced abortions, torture, genocide, etc. 
So anyone, religious or non-religious, can commit heinous acts of sin. However, when you consider the good that has come to the world from people of faith that was motivated by their faith, then you see an obvious difference. The world has benefited immeasurably from the goodness of religious people who were motivated by their religious beliefs. And so Jim says basically what we've been saying so far in the program tonight is that religious people have done bad things, non-religious people have done bad things, and uh, there is uh, no connection with the fact that people claim to be religion, religious that they're doing these bad things. Um, and so we can't look at those who have been claiming to serving, serving God and have not been serving him accurately. We can't uh, then say that serving God is a bad thing and that God is a bad thing in our society. So let's take a break, and uh, we'll come back, and we'll look at some of the things that we've talked about so far. We'll review those. We'll get further into the question. We haven't really addressed the question number two thoroughly, Dad, tonight. What are some proofs and some uh, evidence that you would use to show that society is better off when God is included in the society, when the society claims to be religious? We'll look at those claims on the other side of the break. Jump in on the phone now or over email. We'll be right back after this. Did you hear what they just said? Call in during this break and let everyone know what you think. The virtual Bible study continues after this announcement. Hi, I'm Wade Shelton. In 1 Peter 3.15, the scripture says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You see, we believe here at College View that we should be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks us. And I believe that we are dedicated to this cause. That's why we here at College View bring you the virtual Bible study each week. Our hope is that you will join us each week here on the virtual Bible study in hopes of strengthening your faith so that you will be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. Please join us here every Thursday night on the virtual Bible study. I know that it's worth an hour of your time. Hi, my name is Hunter. I'm 11 years old, and I love listening to the virtual Bible study. Share your comment with the world. Call in now and be a part of the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. And welcome back to the virtual Bible study. We appreciate you joining us on the virtual Bible study. We'll remind you this program is brought to you by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. We would like for you to examine us and find out more about the College View Church of Christ by visiting our website, collegeview.com, or by visiting one of our assemblies together meet on Sunday mornings at 9.30, Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock, and Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock. We would encourage you, if you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area, to come and worship with us at your earliest convenience. If you have any questions or comments about what you've heard on the program tonight or what the College View Church of Christ stands for, you can get those questions answered by calling us anytime at 877-381-4567 or emailing questions at collegeview.com. We'd be glad to answer any question you might have about the College View Church of Christ. We look forward to talking with you Soon, And those are the number and the email that you can use to be a part of the program tonight as we talk about the question that Jake in Finland has posed and the topic that he has suggested that many people in the world today are saying that religion makes the world worse as a result of trying to serve God. The world is a worse place. What do you think about that? Let us know your thoughts on the program tonight. Jake, we've got an email from our friend Arthur in Cullioka, Tennessee, who has uh simply suggested several verses that might fit in with our discussion tonight, and I think he's got some good ones here. For instance, Isaiah chapter 5, verses 20 and 21, Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. 
Woe to them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. That's a pretty good description of the people we've been talking about tonight who are criticizing religion. They're calling evil good and good evil. I think that's that's a very fitting verse. He also mentions Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, which says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. True righteousness exalts a nation. True righteousness is good for the nation, and and that should be understood. Psalm verse uh, chapter 9, verse 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Good verses, Arthur suggests, that pertain to this subject. He also references Romans chapter 1, verses 21 and 22, which I think is very accurate in this discussion, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And uh, also in Psalm 14, verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And I think that'd be an accurate description of the people who are making these type of foolish arguments uh, that uh, society would be better off if there was, God was not included in it. We were reading Jim's email before the break, and let's go ahead and complete, complete his email. He goes on to answer our second question about proof that religion in the world is uh, making the world a better place. Jim says, as to the second question, pure religion is the only thing that makes this world worth living in. If a person looks to the Bible, not only will they find that every good and perfect gift comes from God, James 1.17, but they will quickly notice that Christianity is the best way to live. 1 Corinthians 13 enumerates a whole host of self-sacrificing characteristics of Christians that are not natural. In other words, they are wonderful gestures that would happen very seldom, if at all, were it not for Christ. The truth is, if all people lived pure, unadulterated Christianity, we wouldn't even be having this uh, congregation because there would be no evil to speak of. I think he meant we wouldn't be having this discussion because there would be no evil to speak of. He says, by the way, why do Hitchens... Uh, Dawkins and others even get to discuss morality. If we are all products of Darwinian evolution, there is no objective morality, hence no moral high ground on which he presumes to stand and look down his nose at people of faith. And so an interesting uh, uh, observation there. Uh, Jim says that this subject hit a nerve with him, and it should hit a nerve with all of us who are uh, interested in doing what is right. The idea that uh, following God would make the world uh, not a better place is just an outrageous uh, claim and one that ought to get uh, all of us uh, upset. Uh, we've got an email coming in from uh, Keith in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Keith, thanks for listening to the virtual Bible study tonight. We're glad you're out there. He says, to question one, obviously the Muslim religion has caused a lot of problems trying to stop the peace effort in the Middle East, but the liberal churches have caused lots of problems also by letting Bible authority go out the door. Satan is having a field day with Christians not standing for anything. If truth is not taught and obeyed, by default, they have sided with Satan, allowing him almost free reign in Christianity. And then uh, he goes on to say, uh, pure religion is undefiled and can only stand for truth, peace, and charity. We as Christians have to stand for these things or Satan can do anything he wants. I think uh, Keith is on the mark there. Thanks for listening tonight, Keith. Thank you, Keith, for that uh, email. You know, these people who are claiming that religion is bad for the society, they looked at uh, America, and America professes to be a Christian nation. Why didn't they compare uh, maybe uh, Iran with Europe and com- and compare them and say, well, uh, Iran, the Muslim religion, what? how does it com- stack up with secularism? 
and atheism. They don't do that. It's always an attack on Christianity. Yeah, I think. Well, again, that we we used the word earlier, agenda. These people have an agenda, and I think that it's clear that they do. There is a there's an agenda that they're trying to promote, and so they're going to pick and choose the data that they report for the sake of trying to shore up this straw man which they've constructed. And the straw man is religion is bad. And, and any any statistical evidence that they can pervert uh, will help them accomplish their purpose. All right. Let us know. Again, we have time to take your call or your email on the program tonight. What are some examples and some ways that religion can benefit society? We claim that religion is a benefit to us personally and that if people are religious, that they will, their light will shine in the society that they live in and they will make the world a better place. What are some examples of that? Yes. Now, remember, Jacob, we're talking about pure religion. In fact, the scriptures make that distinction. In James chapter 1, verse 26, it says, If any man among you seem to be religious, but bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So the inspired writer James acknowledges that there's such a thing as vain religion, vain meaning worthless, good for nothing. And there are people who seem to be religious, but they don't allow their religion to modify their life, to affect their the way they live. He, this man seems to be religious, but he bridles not his uh, his tongue. So you know, there's plenty of that going on out there. We're not defending that, and and we're we would quickly uh, agree that this is hurtful when people pretend to be religious or seem to be religious, but don't let it change their lives. There's, there's no benefit to there that. There are a lot of religious people in the world today who use foul language. And were these uh, people to make the uh, observation that religious people are using foul language, therefore uh, Christianity causes you to use language that sailors would use, we would say that's an invalid claim, and God addresses that by saying that's not pure and undefiled religion. That's uh, vain religion. But then, but notice what the same text says. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. So true religion causes people to be benevolent and, and have a servant's heart. And he says it also causes him to keep himself unspotted from the world. Pure religion, true religion, Causes people to live moral lives. So there's false religion. There's vain religion out there. There's deceitful religion. But the pure religion taught by God in the Bible is going to this. And this is not a, a categorical listing, but included in this simple statement, pure religion is going to cause people to be benevolently minded toward the needy, serve them, have a servant's heart, not be selfish and to live a moral life. Well, that's what we're saying. Pure religion is good, helpful, beneficial. To society. The article that Jake referenced also noted that murders are higher in America than they are in Europe. Therefore, religion in America is causing the murders and the violence. They also might look at uh, the religious wars that are going on in the Middle East. But what New Testament Christianity tells us just the opposite of that. New Testament Christianity demands nonviolence. In Romans chapter 12, verse 17, recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And so there, if we see, if the world was following true New Testament uh, religion, 
there would be no violence in the world. That article said America, a religious nation, has higher murder rates. Well, it's not the people who are following that passage you just read who are out there committing murder. Because that's not what Christians do. That's not Christians who believe what God's word says and who are trying to practice in their lives are not causing high murder rates in the world, for instance, because it'd be a violation of what they believe God told them to do. All right. Let us know. We still have time to take your emails or your phone if you'll hurry up and get in on the program. You know, another example that I think we could reference, Jacob, is that uh, uh, the, the family unit is benefited by following the instructions of the Word of God. In other words, our families are made better. Husband and wife relationships are made better. Parent and child relationships are made better. Uh, For instance, we could reference just real quickly the book of Ephesians. In chapter 5, it talks to husbands. It says, Husbands, love your wives, even uh, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Now, that's a common thing in the world today. A lot of people think that uh, religion is oppressive to women. Even some people who would claim to be Christians would say that if you follow the Bible and you're you're strict to follow what the Bible teaches exactly as the Bible teaches it, that you are oppressive to women. But we see the opposite picture of that presented here. And then just verses later, it talks about parent-child. In chapter 6 of Ephesians, verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Um, Verse 4, Ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So, I mean, all of these kind of principles, and we believe the New Testament has just got all kinds of information for how to live within our family units. And if we follow those instructions, uh, husbands and wives would be in, in committed, loving, and Permanent relationships, divorce rates would be almost, well, if a person, if, if a husband and wife are both living by the word of God, divorce rates would be non-existent. Cases of abuse and neglect would be gone. Uh, parents raising their children properly would be the rule. Uh, cases of child abuse and neglect would be gone. So, I mean, if people were following the pure religion of our Lord Jesus Christ, think how, think how the family unit would benefit, how society would be benefited uh, in the process. And we could we could go on, Jacob. We're we're just about out of time, but we could go on and just list a a whole catalog of things wherein society would be made better if people were following the Word of God. We could sum it up with uh, one passage: Matthew chapter five, verses forty three through forty eight. You've heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. And if you salute your brethren only, what do you do more than the others? Do not even the publicans so. Be therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. That pretty much concludes the uh, the discussion tonight, Dad, when we talk about the effect that uh, New Testament religion would have on the world the world would be a better place because we would have love for our fellow man and we would treat our fellow man as we should. And uh, certainly that would be a wonderful thing. Certainly our society would be better off if it truly had God in it. So we're just disputing, completely disagreeing with the conclusion of Christopher Hitchens and others who say religion poisons everything. 
We're saying there are bad religions out there and there are people who pretend to be religious who are not, who are causing a lot of problems. We don't deny that. But if people were truly following the Word of God, the world would be a wonderful place in which to live. All right. We appreciate uh, you for joining us on the discussion tonight, Dad. A good discussion. And we want to say thank you again to Jake for his topic tonight. Yeah, Jake in Finland, thanks for suggesting that topic. You can do the same thing we told you earlier about using that new audio message link on our website. Send us an audio message. Suggest a topic or give us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. You've got six days to uh, come up with that topic that you'd like to suggest on the program and record it or record your voice. Six days and 23 hours even. 23, yeah, well, we, we need a little time to prepare. <laughs> Maybe a couple hours would be nice. But uh, if you would, record yourself and uh, just uh, if you have any comments about the program or if you'd just like to tell us that you're out there listening, use that new feature on our website. We'd like to hear from you. We look forward to you joining us next week on the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study his inspired word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.